apparently we really do still have a podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology. How Lindsay and I now fully have 5G running through our veins. I was going to say true crime, but I'm going to change it to aliens. Lizard fuel in our veins. Paranormal stories. Um, We have the ability to float for a very small time because of the 5G capabilities. Anything spooky related. That's true. Every, well, almost every week, Lindsay and I will both research a few topics separately of one another. Lindsay will go to where they're giving out 5G. I will go to hang out with all of my lizard friends. They're all adults. We talk about stuff. And then we reconvene inside of our house and discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to Kroger seltzer water, and I saved it just for this moment. I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show, since you said lizard friends, to Beyonce and all those people that they say are lizard people because the Illuminati said that they were. Yeah. So what's this whole thing you were telling me about it? There is a group of people who believe that there are lizard people and they might have committed some crimes based on this. It's like, no, it's like a weird reality of like these lizard people are like aliens and they're not from this world. And that's why they're so talented. And that's what the Illuminati has basically said. So like people like Jay-Z and Beyonce, because like they're huge. Yes. And they do like little hand symbols they've been caught doing like a certain symbol but like beyonce and jay-z have been just like i don't know it was just kind of like a love symbol but everybody's like no nobody's as perfect as you guys and you guys are lizard people i think that it's a lot of the hollywood elite and like music elite like i believe they thought eminem was a lizard person i believe there was like some video of al roker who just all of a sudden froze and stared at the camera for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, they kind of think that, like, everybody is a lizard person that's, like, popular. I don't know. Okay, so, Linz, Maybe you... that's how you know you made it, when the paparazzi and the Illuminati say that you're a lizard person. I thought the Illuminati was run by the lizard people, or are they, like, competing groups, like Taco Bell, no, uh, the Illum- Taco John's? No, <laughs> I think the Illuminati is, like... No, we don't want lizard people here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can I tell you when I said Taco Bell, I did mean to say Pizza Hut Domino's, but I messed up. Yeah. So you just said Taco Bell and Taco John's. Taco John's, which is a local chain. Yeah. yeah. I think, right? Yeah. I don't know. Do any of her, do any, uh, <laughs> no. anybody else have a Taco John's around their neck of the woods? We like to call it Taco Jonathan's. We've never been there. No. I'm sure it's great. I'm we're sure not even fine. sponsored, not even sponsored by it. No, we're not. Well, we haven't released an episode in a while, so what's been going on? Um, not a lot, really. No, we, uh, <laughs> it's getting nice out. It's getting nice out. We enjoyed um, the weather today. What's going on? We have you... a lot of bumblebees around our house. Mm-hmm. Don't and know if that's s- a good or a bad thing. And they fly and stare in our windows. Yeah, if you go outside, they stare at you. Like they follow you around the deck and they stare at you, which is unusual. It is unusual and weird, but also kind of like, oh, I guess we're buds. Yeah, we can't let Molly outside because she's a dog and she tries to eat them. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, she ate a fly earlier. Well, I feel like none of this is that exciting. So, hey, everyone, how are you? It's nice to be back. Um, Linz, before we get into, oh, so, well, today is our spring cleaning episode. We're going to go through some voicemails that we have stacked up and we're just going to go through a few. So this is our spring cleaning. Yeah, we just have to catch up on, I mean, hopefully no one's in dire need or anything. I think Turner might be in trouble. Turner and Maria might be in trouble. Oops. But really quick, before we do, I wanted to read you a very quick tweet that I thought kind of, it's very short and sweet, but it reads like a small horror story. Oh, well, I have like a fun little fact for you too. Do you want to do yours first? No, go ahead. Are you sure? I talk too much. Okay, well, you're on a podcast, so. Okay, yeah, well, really good point. (laughs) Okay, this is from one of my favorite uh, Twitters. It's called uh, Kids Write Jokes. Mm -hmm. Very good. And here is the unintentional, very short haunted story. Why did the pig noise? Because the man noise. That's actually really true. Isn't it? Yeah, like why do pigs make noise? You know what else is really scary? Sorry, I got sidetracked. There's a spider 
crawling in our window right oh, beside us. Gross. And it's just kind of doing its thing and it just, you know, it doesn't even care. It's in between the screen and the window and it's very close. Yeah, Maybe it I really can... doesn't care. It might have like an egg sack right there. I'm not really sure what's on the screen, but I'm going to see if I can scare it with the automaton. Um But what if it likes it and then it didn't do anything. So No, I guess it, it doesn't... doesn't really care about us at all. Nope. Okay. But back to your story. Yes, that's very true. I like that it's story. It's very true. The pig noise because the man noise. What's your scary? What what what's your thing? Mine's not really scary. It's more weird. Um it was from March 14th. I've been forgetting to talk about it and we've been MIA for a little while. So Yeah, I was going to say we've been forgetting to make our show. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, life's busy. But um Mar- March 14th, they spotted a very rare walrus from the Arctic in Ireland. And they were like, how did this one really rare walrus get here? And I guess they had a bunch of other people pipe up and say that they saw this walrus. And they are, they believe that this walrus fell asleep on an iceberg in the Arctic and took a nap and the iceberg floated away. And now he's in Ireland. So, okay. So he fell asleep on an iceberg woke up in Ireland and he's confused. Well, that seems I guess that would really that that would be pretty alarming, I guess, if you fall asleep anywhere and then you wake up somewhere else. In a different else. country? Yeah. Yeah, in a totally different country. <laughs> and also where there are people around. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how far like the Arctic is from Ireland. I would imagine not that far. I mean, uh, but it's ocean, though. I would think far enough. For people to be like, yeah. what is this walrus doing here? I guess it depends on where you are in the Arctic. Yeah, and also depends on where you are in Ireland, I guess, to be... I don't know. Maybe certain parts of Ireland, they're just kind of used to seeing walruses in general. They're like, I get it. Another walrus, big whoops. <laughs> but then certain parts of Ireland, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how far that is because I've never had to know that. And then B, I'm not that smart. But I think falling asleep somewhere where you're like, this will be great. And then you wake yeah. up and you're like, uh, pardon me? Yeah, and you don't have any of your friends and you don't know any of the no the atmosphere. No, and people are talking in a different accent. <laughs> That's tricky. Yeah, well, wouldn't everybody be talking in a different accent if you were a walrus because you don't talk in any human accent? I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. One time when I was younger, I fell asleep on the couch. Did uh, you wake up in Ireland? No, but I woke up in the back seat of my mom and dad's car almost to the West Side Market in Cleveland. Yeah. I fell asleep on the couch and I woke up in their car. How old were you? Like 22, 23? 26, 27. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was maybe around like 9 or 10. I, I, I really don't remember. But I don't remember if that was real or a dream. But I but oh. I remember it like at least once a week I think about it because I think it's so weird. When you're little... When you fall asleep, like, you're out. Yeah, it's like a superpower. Yeah, I was at the babysitter's one time. I was, like, 23, 24. But (sighs) I was at the babysitter's, (laughs) and my mom came to pick me up, and I was sleeping. And she walked outside and fell on ice holding me and, like, dropped me and, like, broke her ankle. (laughs) And then got me in the car and, like, went home. And the next day she had to go get her ankle checked out because she had broken her ankle. And I didn't wake up. During any of that. You were still, you slept through your mom falling and breaking her ankle. And dropping me on the ice. And I just was out. (laughs) I just didn't care, I guess. That's so funny because now I feel like you're not, you're not that heavy of a sleeper. No, I'm a really light sleeper. I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. Yeah, you can sleep through a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not trying to brag, but (laughs) I can kind of sleep through a lot. Well, should we get caught up on some haunted hotlines? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if we're going to be able to get through all of the ones we have. I also have to check to see which ones we've done, <laughs> because all I'll say is that I'm I'm the one in charge of clearing out the haunted hotline, and I don't do a good job of it. Mm. It's a little cluttered. I wish you hadn't told me that, because now when I do your um, performance review, I'm going to have to give you low marks. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'll say to that? Hmm. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right, I mean, well. it kind of stinks that I can't fire you. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, <laughs> then I lose a lot of things, so. Yeah, you lose the haunted hotline. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, so I want to start with the one from Turner and Maria. Well, and, first, if they oh. want to call the haunted hotline. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I say haunted hotline weird. You say haunted. Haunted hotline. I, haunted. Why can't I say that word correctly? Ha- H, you say it. I H- say it like A- I'm saying hotlanta. <laughs> Hana Hotline. Hana Hotline. You say H A H N N E D Haunted Hotline. I noticed that that I can't say that word properly. Try saying haunted. I can say haunted hotline, but there you when go. I'm talking really fast, it just comes out as haunted hotline. Hana Hihi. Hana Hotline. Well, if anyone else wants to call our Hana Hihi, you absolutely can. The phone number is eight zero three eight one six two six six seven or. Uh, 813. Nope, close. 803-816-BOOZE. Uh, and you can call us with questions regarding something paranormal you've seen, something unexplained. Maybe you have a cool story from the past. Maybe you're not sure what this certain thing is in the back of your fridge. Whatever. Call whenever you want. Or you can also text us. Uh, and regardless, we will never answer the phone. It goes right to voicemail, so you don't have to worry about talking to a person. If someone answers, just hang up. It's not us. It's 100% not us. Not us. Okay, so here's the one from Turner and Maria. And they have something interesting that they saw. Hey, Jordan and Lindsay. Uh, it's Turner. And Maria. And, and Echo is here. And we're out at uh, Walnut Woods, Tall Pines area of the Metro Park here. And we're seeing these, like, we're seeing them right now. And it's these, like, th- three, like, kind of part like, yeah, three-pronged um, tracks in the snow. And Marie and I were like, well, they, there shouldn't be any birds around. And then... And it looks like it's walking, like, a human gait. Like, not a hop, but, like, a like one foot after the other bird walk. <clears throat> and what we were, like, what we were talking, Marie was like, well, maybe, maybe it's Big Bird, and if it's Big Bird, then is is Big Bird a cryptid that lives in Columbus, Ohio? Um, is there anything else you wanted to ask? No, I just gotta call in the experts. On yeah, we, one. yeah, we gotta call in the experts. Um, I'm kind of scared. Hopefully, we don't run into Big Bird out here. Okay, okay, bye. I have a lot to say about this call. You go. Go for it. Okay. First off, that came to my head was these tracks, bird-like, pretty large, like, stride. Yeah. I would say Baba Yaga. Oh, because of the bird feet. The bird feet in the house. But, I don't know, them saying Big Bird, I was like, I don't think it's Big Bird because I think Big Bird has, like, kind of more... He has bird feet, but they're a little chunkier. Yeah, Big Bird does have chonky stompers. But then I thought, and I'm like, what is Big Bird? Like, is Big Bird a cryptid? Because what is that thing? I don't know. Like, okay. Like, I get it. It's a big bird. It's a big bird. But like, when have you ever seen a bird like that? And where did that type of bird come from? Are there other ones of these birds? Like, the only thing I can think of is maybe it's a shoebell. Oh, it kind of, I mean, it's, if we're talking about size in general, then I would say, okay, maybe it's in the shoebill family. But it doesn't have like the big shoebill beak. No, it has two discerning characteristics, it has three discerning characteristics. It it smiles, (laughs) Big Bird smiles, speaks human English, and also has hands. Yeah. So in those three ways, it's different than a shoebill crane because (laughs) shoebills have three other discerning characteristics. They don't smile. Yeah. They cannot speak human English, and they do not have hands. What is Big Bird? Here's the thing. A lot of people like to throw around, is X a cryptid? And I thought the nature of something being a cryptid was the mystique. Yeah. And all the mystery around the thing. So if Big Bird has signed, you know... A W-2 and all this stuff and is on television and obviously doesn't age, but is on television all the time, then Big Bird, I guess if Big Bird was a cryptid, then Big Bird has ceased being a cryptid because there's nothing cryptic about it or there's nothing mysterious about Big Bird anymore. Big Bird is now just Big Bird. Maybe used to be a cryptid, but now not. But that opens a whole can of worms because now it's like... There are cryptids that like to be mystique and hide and creatures in the woods and stuff. 
But now you think about it, if they are cryptids that basically signed up for the workforce. You mean every everything on Sesame Street? Right. It's like, well, then what else is it? Like, maybe we have the wrong idea about cryptids. Maybe they aren't like this mysterious creature. Like, maybe there are different kinds of cryptids. And these ones were all cryptids. Let's just say they all. So these cryptids being the Sesame Street gang. Yeah. You're Grovers. You're Oscar the Grouches. (laughs) You're Cookie Monsters. You're, I almost said Hamburglar. What's the one? The Count. Yeah. Maybe all of these cryptids sort of grew up or were living in a sa- in, in a similar area. Let's just say they were living in the in the woods behind Jim Henson's house. Mm-hmm. And they overheard when they were about to break in and maybe I don't know, uh tear apart Jim Henson limb from limb and then drink his blood or whatever. That's just hypothetical. They heard him talking about how I desperately need I need people to be on my show. I need people to work for me. I need all these it's fanciful beasts. And they were like, we're fanciful beasts. Let's yeah. go be on a show. So the discerning factor between these cryptids and the other ones are that these ones wanted to work and be on television. Or maybe they didn't want to work and they were forced into it. Because think about it. Oh. Oscar the Grouch lives in a trash can. Mm-hmm. You got the Count. He's already kind of a cryptid because he's a he's a Count Dracula. Not really a cryptid, like a movie he's monster. He's a vampire. A vampire. He's a vampire. <laughs> Well, first of all, we have Oscar the Grouch, and then we got vampers running around? Haunted Hotline, vampers. (laughs) But, (laughs) yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that they were already living in the city because they got pushed out of the woods like most animals. I like the idea that Jim Henson trapped them all. Everyone thinks everyone thinks Jim Henson. Didn't Jim Henson do Sesame Street? I don't know if Henson did Sesame oh, Street. Oh, am I like so wrong? I don't know. You might be right. I'm not uh, sure. I, it's rare. I mean, you just think of puppets and then you think of, I mean, it, it probably because I don't really know any other puppeteers except Jeff Dunham. And I don't want to talk about that because I'm sorry. I hate Jeff Dunham. I get it. That's good. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> But like, but yeah, like maybe it's a reality show. Maybe oh. Sesame Street is like they're being forced to do that because they've been pushed out of their home. They live in the streets. It's a reality show. And really, maybe like there's little secret messages hidden in there where they're like holding up a little sign going like, please help. Maybe. Yeah, it's a reality show. But all, but for some reason in this reality show, all these really famous musicians and scholars and actors because they want to the go see The Strange and Unusual, and they can afford oh, it. Oh, so like Jim Carrey and Wynton Marsalis and everybody, they're like just showing yeah. up. They'd be like, I'll bring my trumpet. Sure, I'll play a few notes, but I want to see these weird it's the captive same, birds. It's the same thing as why celebrities with a lot of money sign up for Scientology. Oh, they want to see what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Sesameontology. Sesameontology. <laughs> That's okay. That's pretty good. Well, basically, I think you might have come across to Baba Yaga. I'm glad you guys are okay because we have talked to them since that call. That's true. Sorry we were late and you were not kidnapped. Do you think the L. Ron Hubbard Muppet, we could just call like L. Ron Beep Beep or like L. Ron Ron Boopard, like maybe this L. Ron Hubbard Sesame Street Muppet has like a boopable nose, L. Ron Boopard? Is that funny? Is that good? I don't know. Elrond, Elrond Stinky, Elrond, uh-oh, Elrond Stinky, <laughs> Elrond. No, he's really into like nautical things. So like, I don't know, maybe he's, he would probably be a captain because that's what he is. Yeah. But maybe he'd be like a shark captain because he steals your money. He's like a loan shark captain. Oh, I get you. Yeah, maybe. I mean, no, he doesn't steal your money. He just believes in his religion. No, there's aliens. Yeah, lizard people. And they read your powers. And Okay, Uh, well, Turner and Maria and your beautiful dog, Echo, you probably saw Baba Yaga tracks. Yep. Mm -hmm. They did send me the photo, and I will say it looked a lot like a very big turkey. Yeah. But no, it was Baba Yaga for sure. Okay. For sure, Baba Yaga. For sure. Okay, let's go to this one. This is from... The name isn't showing up, so I don't know who this is from. Ready? (laughs) Ready. Hey, Spooky Spouses. This is Andrew of Andrew and Roxy fame. Uh, I'm calling today because, uh, you know, so I I tune pianos for my job. um, And yesterday, 
I was tuning a piano, and when you tune a piano, you open it up and you look at the inside, and then you do stuff to the inside. And it looked like someone on the inside of the piano had scratched three X's into it. It looked very intentional, and it did not look like it could have possibly been an accident or an animal or something. It definitely uh, seemed to have been, uh, I would guess, human or humanoid that uh, made these three X's in the piano very clearly. Um, so I guess my question for you guys is, do you guys know about any ghost piano tuners or ghosts that haunt pianos and write X's in them or uh, anything else related to ghosts, demons, and pianos and piano tuners all in the same uh, category? So anyways, uh, I hope you can help me out because I definitely don't want to be haunted by the ghost of this piano. So uh, let me know. Uh, oh, and I'll I'll tweet you guys the. I took a picture of the X's. Uh, it's very spooky. Uh, all right, bye. I have no idea because well, first of all, Andrew. Are we uh, helping yet? <laughs> no, we've oh. never helped. Oh. Well, first of all, Andrew and Roxy, hello. Nice to hear from you. I have looked inside a lot of pianos myself. Yeah, definitely not as many as Andrew, and I usually open them up to put my hand on the strings and then play so it sounds all prepared piano and it sounds very fun. Yeah. But I know what the inside of a piano looks like. And there, the amount of times that I have seen a piano that has never had an X on it in the inside is 100%. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen markings or etchings. There might be like some marker stuff that's like, I don't know, a serial number or something, but never carved X's, let alone three of them. Hmm. Which, triple X, isn't that like some Vin Diesel movie or something? Probably. Like some like triple X thing. So it could have been Vin Diesel. Well... <laughs> You always hear about ghosts like playing the piano or like the piano going off in haunted places. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what the X's would symbolize. He said there was three of them. Three of them that looked very intentionally carved. There's a lot of cats that walk across pianos. Maybe like... They scratched it. <laughs> maybe maybe the cat walking across this piano. I like how right when you said the word cat, you were like, oh, this is bad. It is bad. Well, I just, I thought about the um, Michael Jackson thriller videos when the cat walks, or no, the Annie, are you okay video where the cat walks across the the piano and it's all haunted inside. And then they kind of like wake up and moan from the dead. Oh, the Smooth Criminal? Yeah, Smooth Criminal. I thought the Smooth Criminal one, he walked, Michael Jackson walked in a place and then for like threw a quarter across the room and it went into the piano. I don't remember that. I thought he like walked in and was like all cool and went, whatever, and then threw a quarter and went into the jukebox. I might have said piano. Went into the jukebox <laughs> and then it played the jukebox. But Michael Jackson did, was like half cat or was like turning into a cat in Thriller. No, it was in Smooth Criminal where he walks into that like old saloon ballroom, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's all dusty and crusty Mm -hmm. and no one's in there, but it's all cobwebby. And then a cat walks across the piano and it makes the piano noise. Plink, plonk, plink, plink, plonk. All those people start like moaning and coming to life and they're from like the 1950s era and then they all get up and they all start dancing then that's when he's in his pinstripe suit then i don't know what i'm thinking about him throwing a quarter into a jukebox from like really far away that makes sense that sounds very and then he you know he probably said like you know like shamona or like or whatever he would say (laughs) whatever he would say dance it out so I don't maybe it was a cat playing that piano. <laughs> Andrew, Lindsay's theory is that a cat opened the lid of the piano and then carved the X's in while it was walking across. Well, I'm just thinking, okay, so a lot of spooky places you do have like the piano thing. You have that classic piano thing. So my theory goes to how old is this piano? Is this a piano that like could be from like the cowboy, um, like early American era. Is this one of those cowboy pianos, Andrew? Is this one of those cowboy pianos? Because I'm thinking it's in a saloon. They always had people coming in there and just shooting off their guns and whatnot and causing yeah. a ruckus. Yeah. And have you ever noticed that in those scenes, the piano player like still just keeps going? Yeah, piano players 
obviously had nerves of steel. Yeah. Because people would be getting shot. There would be bottles being thrown. I don't know. Maybe someone brought in their horse and was like doing rodeo tricks. Yeah. So I'm thinking that this pianist was like playing in a saloon and he's like every time something crazy would happen, he would just play through it. And then after it was over, he'd put an X and he's like, survive that one. And then he made it three times. And then it's sad that there's not a fourth time. Yeah, because maybe they, you know, maybe got crushed by a horse or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Just one of your classic saloon uh, casualties. Talk about scary things. Like in history, uh-huh. there was a time period where you would just go get drunk at the bar. Yeah. And then a ruckus would just occur, either inside or outside, or like people were falling off buildings and like horses being shot and like things like paperwork being thrown in the air. (laughs) It always was just a catastrophe. It always seems like in like these old, you know, cowboy films or whatever. There was always someone going, whoa, and falling off a building. (laughs) Or railing. Or or railing. Yeah, there there, there was someone falling off a building, off a railing. There was always a bunch of horses getting set loose. Yeah. And like kicking over like their trough or their water trough outside of the saloon. Yeah. There's always chickens flying up in the air really high. Yeah, they love the chickens. There's always like some dude taking a bath in a bucket going, hey, what the heck? (laughs) Who, like, stands up and, like, I don't know, soap is covering his oopsie-daisies. Somebody's hat always gets shot off. Yep. There's always, like, a very bunch, like, a scared bunch of people, like, maybe leaving a church. The sound effects are just, like, ruckus noises of, like, glass breaking, like, wood floor stomping, and just, like, people yelling all over the place. And always, always the, like, the the really classic sound of bullets ricocheting off of other pieces of metal. And then there's always there's always a spittoon. There's always people spitting into a metal bowl. There's always women fainting. Always women fainting. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I guess, you know, a lot of people are like, I wonder what it was like back in whatever era. But we kind of know. Chaos. Chaos. Absolute chaos. And just think about everything that we just explained. That's probably exactly what it was like. Yeah. People falling off buildings, railings, women fainting, chickens flying up, horses, a naked man in a bath in like a bucket. Yeah. As far as the piano, I don't know why there's X's in it. I like your theory the best. It was a pianist in the saloon mm-hmm. surviving these chaotic periods and they just play through. You know what would make the story even weirder if if Andrew was called to tune this piano, but it was just like someone's electric keyboard and they were like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's really getting out of tune. I need you to get in there and work your magic. But Andrew was just being polite and was like, okay, I'll work my magic. But then opened up the inside of the keyboard and there were three X's carved in it. Then that would have been a DJ in the 80s surviving a a rowdy nightclub. See, I was going to say like similar, like some angsty goth just carving into it. Yeah. Listening to The Cure and just carving into their keyboard. Maybe that's it. I don't know. What time period is this piano from? Yeah, I don't know. He'll probably say like it's only 10 years old. (laughs) (laughs) It was bought brand new. I don't know. (laughs) It was bought brand new in 2011. (laughs) All right. Well, Lindsay, we are going to go to the haunted housekeeping zone. Okay. And then when we come back, we'll listen to a few more voicemails. Sounds good. Great. I... Oh, that was the that saloon. That was a saloon. Yeah, sorry. Whoa. Just ruckus incur- occurs right now. Hey, what the hell? I'm trying to take a bath. <laughs> that was a woman That was fainting. the fainting woman, yeah. Here's my chicken. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, Here, the bartender. Hey! Just hey. <laughs> That's good. What about someone else? He's in- just over it. What about he's someone like, else in the bar? I'm just trying to do business. Give me someone else in the bar. Wow, wee! That's pretty good. Holy smokes. Come on, partner. No. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> that was a guy being shot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop it. Ow, no. <laughs> ah, crap. Okay, we have to go to Haunted Housekeeping. Let's go Otherwise, to the Haunted House. Let's do this it. This is going to last too long. Okay, we'll see everyone in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three, two, crap, one. Oh, well, hey, how are you? Uh, shucks, thanks for joining us here in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. 
If you want to check out some more about our show, or perhaps even check out some merchandise we have for sale that Lindsay designed, Lindsay, say hi. Hi. That one, that Lindsay who just said hi, you can go to SpookySpousesCast.com and do some clicking and scrolling and check out a bunch of fun stuff. You can even check us out on social media at Spooky underscore Spouses as well. We also are a proud member of the Scavengers Network. Scavengers Network is a big group of friendly, awesome, great, not necessarily all spooky, but we're spooky, so it's cool. And we have a Patreon. (laughs) You can donate anything from a dollar to one million dollars. We said if you donate, what was it like two thousand dollars? You can even come live with us if you want. So, you know, just do your thing. You can find that at patreon.com slash the scavengers network if you'd like to get a bunch of free bonus content. We do it all the time, so it's pretty funny. We do, yeah. It can be anything from stuff related to our show, silly little ideas we have. It doesn't matter. You can get access to a bunch of bonus content, discounts in the scavengers network merch store early access for some cool fun projects we have coming up anything really we joke and giggle yeah there's like jokes on it he and giggles <laughs> stuff like tee hee hee and ha 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 yeah <laughs> again the website is patreon.com slash the scavengers network hey while you're checking out the uh, scavengers network and say you're sitting around and you're like you know really love donating to this patreon but my shirt it sucks I want a cool shirt. I'm going to head on over to DiscountCemetery.com and peep me some really cool shirts. Yeah, the owners of Discount Cemetery are very cool people and very nice, and we like them a lot. They have shirts from if Stanley Kubrick faked faked the moon landing, Psycho, the Burbs, all sorts of horror-related and horror-adjacent shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and stickers and all sorts of cool stuff. They fit so comfortable, they're so cozy, and they're hand printed. They are. They are hand printed in California. How fun is that? Lindsay and I both together own about four to five thousand pieces of their merchandise. Yeah, we own pieces that don't even exist. That's true. We even took a bunch of plain white t-shirts and just wrote Discount Cemetery on them <laughs> so people would think that we were cool. You can go to DiscountCemetery.com and help support some really friendly, local, wonderful humans. And hey, while you're wearing some really cool t-shirts, whether they're Spooky Spouses one or Discount Cemetery ones, or you're wearing a Scavengers Network hat or whatever, and you're just feeling so generous and you're thinking, I wish the room I was in smelt impossibly good. Because right now it sucks. And it smells a little bit like, I don't know, crap. (laughs) (laughs) You can go to jmeeks-apothecary.com. That's J-M-E-E-K-S-apothecary.com and get yourself some gothic-looking candles, some resin incense, some fun stuff that smells even funner. Some Palo Santo, which is always my favorite. That's true. It does smell very good, and it's cool to burn, and you look very mysterious when you burn it. That is jmeeks-apothecary.com. Just, you know, if you're feeling like supporting a lot of independent creatives, you now have a lot of places to go and do that thing. Lastly, if you have a question, just any question, and you want to call and ask us, you can do that. It can be spooky related. It could be a question about what cryptid is the cutest. It could be, you know, my shirt sucks and I need the name of that really, really cool LA company again. You can call us at our haunted hotline at 80 80- 813-816-BOOZE or 803-816-2667. We've had calls about time travel. We've had calls about a haunted can of tuna fish. We've had multiple calls about a bunch of raccoons that live under an apartment complex that are scheming to probably take over a small area in Georgia. You can call us about whatever you want, whenever you want. You can even text us and we'll answer your voicemail or your text on an upcoming episode of our show. And we'll try to help you out as best as we can, but you know, it, you know, it might not go awesome. All we'll say is don't have a lot of, don't have very high expectations, and maybe just it kind, you know, you'll get what you get. But we love them. We do love them, and they're very fun, and we love them a lot. Again, the phone number is eight zero three eight one six two six six seven or eight zero three eight one six booze. How scary! I'm scared. Yeah, me too. And now here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. 
Hey, Melanie. Hey, Jake. Boy, howdy. Am I just so excited? Uh, okay. What's up? I'm excited for the Scavengers Network Independent Podcast Showcase. Oh, yeah, I heard about it. Should be pretty all right. Coming the weekend of May 21st on twitch.tv slash the Scavengers Network. Yeah. A weekend packed full of shows, videos, and fun from your favorite indie creators. Jake, what? Check out snipshowcase.com for dates, times, and the lineup. The Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase. Snipshowcase.com. Why are you like this all the time? Howdy, partners, and welcome back. That was good. That was really good. Yeah? I think so. Cool. I think it was... You know what? That was cool. Yeah. Do you want to do like a... Okay, so that was like your fun one, and you were tie, you know, you know, were tying back to what happened before we went to the haunted housekeeping zone, mm-hmm. so then people were like, oh, I remember. Now I'm back in the yeah, place. talking about the thing. Okay, Unless cool. people skip the haunted housekeeping zone. Yeah. Um, but can you do like a cool one now? Like if you're like... That wasn't cool? No, that was like really fun and engaging. Oh, Okay. What's like your cool podcaster? You want me to count you in? I guess so. Three, two, one. Hey, welcome back. Okay. That was your cool one, you think? Uh, you want one more try? No, I think I've had enough. Give me, I'll, I'll do a cool one. Cool. Count me in. Three, two, one. Okay, so. <laughs> so. That one, that one was like I was apathetic <laughs> yeah. about podcasting, and it's like oh, yeah. whatever, dude, whatever. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> Make sure to please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell too, or don't. <laughs> whatever. Like, don't. I mean, I don't really care. Like, I'm just asking because, like, I'm supposed to, but like, I don't care though. You know? No, I don't care about much. Like, if you do though, I see you. Like, I see you. Nice. Cool. Uh, hey, speaking of cool, we have something exciting. I believe it's in the show notes. Well, it will be in the show notes because I'm doing this in the past. And in the future, I'll put it in the show notes. But the starting May 21st through the 23rd, the Scavengers Network is going to be doing a live Scavengers Network independent podcast showcase or snips. Everything is going to be live on Twitch. It starts Friday the 21st, I believe it's 6 or 7 p.m., and then it goes all the way to Sunday, and it's all on Twitch, and it's just going to be a bunch of live shows, live music, live interviews, live podcasting, live everything. So if you want to check it out, check it out. It'll be fun. Can you say that even higher? <laughs> also, um, we're we're going to be doing it tomorrow, but when you hear this, it will be today or tonight. Yeah, Thursday. We are going to be live streaming with actor comedian Rob Hubel on his Twitch channel. Um, about ghost stories. That's right. We've done a few of these in the past. Our new, you know, not best friend yet, but our new internet friend, Rob Hubel, yeah. um, started doing these Instagram live things where people would tell ghost stories and he had a lot of fun doing them and we had a lot of fun watching them. And then we got to be on three of them, I think. We were on about two or three, I think. Yeah. And now he's moving it over to Twitch for a different audience and he asked us to be on it, which is where, like I said, we're Rob Hubel's friends. Uh, and we're going to be doing it. It's I'm not sure when it starts. I will put a link to that as well in the show notes. So if you want to if if you want to watch it, it'll be Thursday night, I believe, six thirty Pacific time, nine thirty Eastern time on Twitch, and we'll be telling ghost stories. Yeah, so join us. Okay, Linz, we've talked about Big Bird. We've talked about saloons. Mm-hmm. Um, Here is one from our friend Eli in Georgia, and I believe we have an update about the... The Skyhawks? About the raccoons. Oh, the Secret Society Eyes Wide Open raccoons. That's right. And I don't remember if we've listened to this one or not, so if we do have, I'll take it out of the show. (laughs) Hey, Jordan. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Molly. Uh, This is Eli from Georgia. Um, calling with a a new update on the raccoon uh, saga. So this is sort of, I guess, the final installment of the raccoon trilogy, I guess. Um, No real updates on raccoon behavior. I I actually haven't seen any in a bit. Uh, I tried putting out some snacks near the uh, sewers to try to see if I could become the raccoon queen. Uh, No 
seems like they really didn't uh, take me up on that uh, offer or anything. Uh, no, nothing like that. Um, however, uh, we are now moving. We have moved into a house far away from the raccoon community, uh, still probably within, you know, about 30-minute drive, but um, still not near the sewer raccoon population. And I just wanted to know, as we're moving, do I owe the raccoons anything? Like, should I do something to try to make sure that they don't follow me and my family to our new home? Or, like, just sort of like a reward for our little cat and mouse game that we've had going on for the past few months? Um, it just feels kind of weird to just leave them and not let them know where I'm going but I don't want to let them know where I'm going because I don't particularly want them to follow me. Okay, well, let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, catch you all later. Bye. I feel like you you don't want to let them know where you're going, for sure. But maybe you need, like, a farewell. Eli and his family are going to have to go back because they've already moved. Yeah. So you're going to have to go back and do a retroactive, this is just your classic retroactive farewell gift giving yeah but like what would a secret society raccoon city want probably as a good little parting gift okay let's just name a few rapid fire that we think are good parting gifts trash um old fruit crystals crystals um Um, a banana (laughs) i said old fruit but that's fine that's that's, okay i forgot (laughs) amethyst sorry you said crystals um maybe some sort of like fiddle fern or a different kind of fern okay maybe a very small sword or something um maybe let's keep these going let's do it let's keep them going a snake Dead or alive. Okay. If you have a snake, you can give them a snake. Um, maybe you need to whisper inside of um, a tiny little box and close it and give that to them. And you can whisper whatever you want. And then it's your secret to give to them. Um, maybe you give them a Blu-ray version of Titanic. Um, I don't know. Linz, you have any other ones? Yeah, that's a long movie, though. Um, maybe like some picture frames for for them. To put pictures in. Empty ones? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Maybe you need to give them a um, framed photo of you and your family. Yeah, maybe. Because they need to remember you. I think, okay. A very small one. Like, very yeah. tiny little frame. Like, the smallest frame you could possibly find. Because they don't like, they have a lot of other things down there in the sewers. So Like what? Like, Garbage, old fruit, um, plants, seance material. Sword. Uh, raccoon um, T-shirts. reading. Oh, raccoon reading. <laughs> like, yeah, raccoon city resident evil reading. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, like look at your, if if, if you're in a, if, uh, oh, if you're in a spot where you're able to, look at your phone, but half the size of your phone. Yeah. Think a framed photo of you and your family. But it has to be drawn. Because we all, yeah, we all know that raccoons are afraid of real photographs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it has okay. to be a drawn photo or a drawn picture of you and your family. Yeah. In a small frame given to the raccoon society. That sounds really nice. I mean, if someone, okay, let's just say our friend Dana and his wife Stephanie. Uh, Dana is the one who got fired from McDonald's in high school because he was giving everyone he knew free food, which is very <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me he gave that me would have so- been that would have been like he would have been the raccoon king dana would have been the raccoon king he would have loved him who wants a burger my little bandits <laughs> that's what he would have probably said all the raccoons stack up and then like put a little coat on and a hat and they walk through the drive-thru as they're if they're person and dana gives them free food and then what did they say to dana and do they all speak as one no they just make little squeakers oh okay all right that sounds nice. But we all know Dana can read squeak, so... Dana can read and speak fluent raccoon squeak. Yeah. Um, but either way, Dana gave me a lot of free food in high school. But um, like if Dana, if Dana and his wife Stephanie were moving, I would love it if Dana drove to our house and hand-delivered us a tiny drawn photo that he drew. Mm-hmm. And he's not a good artist. Uh, and he drew us a photo of him and Stephanie and said, We're moving. And then left. I would yeah. really appreciate that. 
And I yeah, think but that I don't want to get that because I don't want them to leave anywhere far. Well, no, neither do I. Like, that's a parting gift. Well, then this is what Eli needs to do to the raccoons. Right. So you don't ever want to get this gift because it's like a parting gift. But yeah, you need to do this with this raccoon society. And I think giving them maybe a joint gift, maybe the photo and then also something else, like maybe something edible. Yeah. Because like if, what? I don't know. Again, I just keep thinking a bunch of rotten fruit. What about something edible but really humanized, like maybe runts? They're shaped like fruit. When when have you thought of runts in the last 10 years? Just now. I never liked runts. Did you like runts? I mean, they're fine. I would always... Okay, if anyone doesn't know what runts are, they were little candies that were obnoxiously hard and didn't taste good. Shaped like fruit. They were just shaped like little fruits, like tricks, like the cereal tricks used to be. Who disguises basically a sugar treat with fruit? I don't know. You could just eat fruit and actually get sugar. You could eat fruit. And what's not like everyone, like, especially when you're younger, is like, yeah, but candy is so good. Runts, you know what? Sucked. (laughs) Runts were like... They were fine. No, they sucked crap. And they were so... They were so hard and like, okay, I guess you you put a candy in your mouth and you try to chomp it a little bit and you go, okay, this is going to be one of them long ones. And then you yeah. let it hang out in your mouth. And then at the end of the runt, it didn't even taste good anyways. It tasted like cho- it tasted like chalk that someone had walked by and like sprinkled powdered sugar on really quick. Okay, well, what do you think in order of best to worst out of these three? Runts? I'm no. going to keep them kind of in the same okay. thing. Runts is last. Runts? Smarties or Lemonheads. Which ones to give the raccoons? Or what is the best to worst, like in your opinion? Oh, Lemonheads are actually a good candy. You don't like Lemonheads? They're fine. They also had grape heads. Yeah, but they're kind of like in the same family as a runt. I like Lemonheads. Runts are better than Smarties because it's kind Uh, of the same chalky thing. Smarties are so... You know what I'm going to call Smarties? Huh. Uh, not Smarties because they're <laughs> they are taste bad. Yeah. Me think have Smarty. Me think ew. These taste bad. What's your least favorite candy? <sighs> I mean, probably Runs or Smarties. Man, Runs <laughs> oh, and I Smarties. I hate those wax are, bottles. Those are really gross. There was also those like wax lips you would just put on, which peanuts are so what? Those peanuts. Those like foamy like oh like the foamy orange ones yeah circus peanuts yes i don't want i you know call me crazy eli use all these candies get get all these candies as Lindsay and i go on a candy rant get all these candies and give them with the drawn thing so give raccoons terrible 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 candy circus peanuts any food that has the word circus in front of it i probably don't want Okay. Like if someone were to say, hey, Linz, do you want a pizza? You'd probably go, sure. But if someone said, hey, Linz, do you want a circus pizza? What would be on the circus pizza? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I'd probably- <laughs> Those like, peanuts? If I, saw, <laughs> if I saw on a menu, if I saw on a menu, we, you and I, for some reason, went out to eat at a restaurant. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that because you and I don't, but you know, COVID. And on the menu, you had your normal item. It said like spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And then underneath it said circus spaghetti. Where they, the waiter comes out and then just throws it in the, air, in the air, and you have to catch it. In your it. Mouth. You have to eat it while you. But wouldn't that be so funny to go to a to go to a restaurant where they had just the like actual thing labeled circus in the menu, tacos. and then it had the version underneath it with the word circus in front of it. Circus Taco Supreme. Do you want Taco Supreme or Circus Taco Supreme? <laughs> Can I have a Whop? Ooh, you have Circus Whoppers? Can I have a grilled chicken sandwich? Well, I kind of want that Circus grilled chicken Can I have sandwich. a medium Circus Fry? I, I wonder what adding the word Circus in front of the food does to it. But it's so funny because they call them Circus Peanuts, but those aren't the peanuts that you would get at the circus. No, you get regular ones to feed to the elephants, well, right? You know, I don't think you're supposed to feed the elephants. I think you just ate peanuts. Yeah, you get because them. the snacks back then sucked. <laughs> Which is like, get, get with it, airlines. We haven't served peanuts no. in so long, and people have allergies to them. And also, serve re- something else, regardless of what snack you're serving. I guess we're mad at airlines now. Regardless yeah. of what snack you're serving, why is it so little? It's so want, small. I don't want 10 peanuts. I don't even get I, 10. I have never once walked past like a bag of chips and 
strategically just pulled out literally four potato chips and gone, this will this will hold me for at least five hours. This is great. You know what? This is great. These four chips. This is actually, this is fantastic. Hey, word of advice. If you're flying, usually if you get to pick your seats. <laughs> we haven't made a podcast in a while. We have yeah. a lot to say. So if, usually you kind of get to pick your seats a little bit. And usually people don't want to be in the very back by the bathrooms and stuff. But we were one time. We were the la- like second to last row. You know what they call the, those seats? What? The doo-doo house. <laughs> the doo-doo back seats. We were in the doo-doo seats. Um, but anyways, <laughs> we were the second to last seat back there. And one of the flight attendants was behind us. And she was peeking through our seats watching our movie that we paid for. Because you have to pay for everything on the freaking plane. But <laughs> while you eat your dumb peanuts. Yeah. But she was watching our movie and she was also <laughs> giving us little Bizkoff cookies between the seats. She would just hand them up. <laughs> she, I remember. We had so many. We had like 40 I like, know, in my purse. I don't know what we were watching. <laughs> Let's just say we were watching. What's the movie with Leo and the bear? The Revenant? Oh, the Revenant. Yeah. Let's just say we were watching The Revenant. And then because we might have been, I don't know. And then all of a sudden from between Lindsay and I, it comes a hand holding little Biscoff cookies. <laughs> and we're like, what is, this is great. And we had so many. And then on that flight, I developed a love for Biscoff cookies. <laughs> they are so good. Yeah. Eli, I'm going to take back what I said about giving raccoons the worst food and candy imaginable. Biscoff cookies. I think, I mean, and I, and hey, (laughs) I've thought this for a while, okay? (laughs) I think raccoons are very cute. A lot of people are grossed out by them. I guess that's the whole rabies thing. I don't know, whatever. I mean, whatever. Whatever. How many people you know have ever had rabies? (laughs) Probably a couple, I bet. I mean, how many people do you walk by and you're like, gross? Exactly. It's the same thing. Raccoons are very cute, especially when they're little babies, like most animals, except birds. Birds, they get cuter in reverse. But they, they're they cute when they eat, and they're really proper. And some people have raccoons as pets, which probably isn't allowed. But when they post about them online, it's very cute. Give them, give the raccoons what they deserve. Not what they need, what they deserve. A hand-drawn little picture and then also more than a more than a little bit biscoff cookies yeah because there's a society down there you have to keep that in mind yeah there's a lot of them we don't need to be selfish Mm -hmm. we we are we are humans we can go to the store anytime we want and get some biscoff cookies usually i think we i think we solved this problem biscoff cookies and a mini portrait hand drawn and then we also learned that Lindsay and i hate the size of snacks on airplanes I feel like I feel like our show gets older and crustier by the second. Do you think it does? You know, I'm cool with it. I'm yeah. getting older and crustier by the second, so I'm just flowing with it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's finish up with one more that we have here. And, you know, we actually didn't even get through all the ones we have stored away because, you know, whatever. Here is a voicemail from our friend Calvin. Ready? Ready. Hey, Spooky Spouses. It's uh, your pal Cal here. Um, I recently got a message from one of my old teachers that his father-in-law, an artist named John Nebesny, passed away. And he had a bunch of, like, cool pieces of art that he did in his house, along with a bunch of other, like, spooky stuff. So I stopped by and I picked some of it up. And I know what you're thinking, definitely, like, haunted by an artist, which is kind of cool. Um, so some of the stuff I picked up, I just I just want your professional opinions on whether or not this stuff is definitely haunted. Um, I got, like, a little replica of, like, the old, like, movie Frankenstein, like a little statue of him. I got um, a little, like, picture frame made of bones with the poster from uh the fly in it uh i got another little picture frame shaped like a gravestone with a picture of the artist in it holding his own decapitated head um and that's pretty cool um i also got a little trilobite fossil in like a little display case but i think the coolest thing i got was this like little sarcophagus and when you open up there's like a nicely carved mummy inside of it so i'm just wondering like how much of this stuff is like probably definitely haunted and um is it 
is it bad that I invited it into my home? Uh, or do I just have a cool new, like, artist ghost friend? Um, thanks, guys. Bye. First off, that sounds really cool that you were able to go do that. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, do I think they're haunted? Most likely. Yeah, I would say for sure. But do you think they're haunted by the actual artist themselves? Or do you think that they're haunted by the inspiration that the artist had while making it? First of all, that's a very artsy question. Like, I'm thinking, like, the fly one. Yeah. Maybe it's not haunted yet because Goldblum is still alive. But that, when he passes, that's going to be a really fun ghost to have around. See, wasn't that the one, though, Calvin was saying the frame is made out of bones? Yeah, so it might be haunted by, like, maybe a a critter and Goldblum. First of all, where those bones come from. Second of all, it's probably haunted by the thing that those bones used to, you know, support their body. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, so is it if if it's a matter of if this stuff is haunted, yay or nay? I'm saying yay AF. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and then if it's like on a scale of one to ten, I have no idea. I would say almost. Almost definitely all of it's above a five. Right now. Right now. But then you got Goldblum. Something happens to Goldblum. He's going right in that thing. You have a ghost Goldblum. Do you think I this... can't say a ghost Goldblum. <laughs> That's really... You have a Gram Gramrum. You have a ghost Goldblum. Do you think these are less pieces of art and more so future ghost traps? Yeah. What about the mummy one? Like, is that going to be Brendan Fraser? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Like, you might have a treasure trove of celebrity ghosts in the future. And also, this inspires a whole new style of art, future ghost traps. Oh, it's kind of like a, you know, it'd be a really good idea to make, like, the traps, like, from Ghostbusters, the Mm -hmm. little ghost traps, and inside are just little models of celebrities that you want to have their ghost when they pass okay so like we've talked about brendan frazier jeff goldblum Mm -hmm. you could make the first person who came to my head was demi lovato but i mean she still has a while yeah i don't really want to trap her ghost just thought of demi lovato okay i don't know i don't don't know who i'd want to trap well because like it's like a it's like a sad and a cool thing because it's like oh, I could pick anybody in the world to trap and then I have their ghost. But then you have to think about it and you're like, oh, well, I don't want them to die, though. No. Because I love them. Exactly. Maybe that's why you make them, you just kind of make them and like set them aside for a long time and you forget that you did it. And then all of a sudden you're like scrolling through the news or whatever on, you know, whatever platform we're going to be accepting news on in the future. Yeah. Hello. And then you're like, oh, Jeff Goldblum passed. Oh, wait, I have a future ghost trap for Jeff Goldblum. And yeah. then you go upstairs and you check. So and you maybe you see this very sophisticated, well-dressed man up there. And you're like, I have a Goldblum. Yeah. Can you do a Jeff Goldblum impression? Well, uh, yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. pretty good. That's pretty no. good. That was good. I can't. Can you? Uh, I don't think I can. Okay. You're not even going to try? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I can't try. I got really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a low but a high-pitched voice at the same time. It's his his he, speech mannerisms are very odd. Yeah, he talks really slow and then really fast and then waits and then yeah. like will just make noises with his like weird little mouth noises. Does anybody have a good gold bloom impression? Probably his family members. Well, if any of our listeners do call, we want to hear it. Yeah, call and I say... I need a Goldblum. <laughs> someone, if you have a good... If if you know you have a good Jeff Goldblum impression, or even if you think you do, mm-hmm. call our haunted hotline and leave us a voice message as Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Please. Please. You know, I'm, you know what I'm going to say? Huh. If anyone feels like they have a good impression of anyone... Yeah. Call our Hana hotline. Leave us, a, leave us a voicemail as that person, but you have some sort of a haunted problem. Yeah, yeah. I want to yes. hear that. I'm looking forward to the Jeff Goldblums. I'm looking forward to <laughs> the Barbara Streisands. I'm looking forward <laughs> to probably a George W. Bush. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a Billy Crystal. Hard to do. Mm. And then we get different levels of uh, impression. Okay, so think about this. What if people have already been making these ghost traps? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think about the person that 
was making them and they're like, oh, these are just silly. They'll never work. And they like made one and they're like Bowie passes and they're like, oh, my God, I made a Bowie. And they go upstairs and there's Bowie just, oh, I'm just kicking it. And then he's playing a saxophone or something poorly. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I just have I have a I have David Bowie with me now. Like I have David Bowie. And then just when they think, you know, this can't get any better. Prince dies. And they're and like, they made a prince. They're like, oh no. And I think it was in the same year or a year apart. It was close, I think. Yeah. So this person is like just living their best life with this Bowie and Prince. Yeah. Afterlife. After, yeah. Wow. It just started severely storming. Yeah. We're getting lightning and stuff too. Yeah. It's getting So hopefully creepy. we don't lose any power. If we lose some power, then. I just want to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for the music he wrote at the beginning, middle, and end. Okay, but seriously, though, I want to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music that you hear at the beginning, the middle, and the end of our show. We do have an episode where he did a remix version. We also have an episode where we did a live version. I mean, obviously, it's not live anymore, but you can find Eli on social media platforms at Eli Who Does Music. That's right. And Eli is also coming out with a podcast relatively soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so check it out. Uh, we retweeted something about it, or you can check Eli's socials as well. Uh, basically, the show is called Eli Chambers Hates the Office. But the reason why it's called that is because Eli created a list of things that he does not like really and then you have to convince him why you or like not really convince him to like it but you tell him why you like it like he had guests on and then he'll say if his opinion of it changed or not but Lindsay and i did one with him about stardew valley our buddy turner who you heard earlier in the episode did one with him about ranch dressing mason did one with him about ketchup i think all sorts of stuff. So check it out. We would also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network. It's a group of human beings who make podcasts and other forms of content. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out some of the other great shows like Side Character Quest, uh, Unnatural 20s, Myth Takes, and uh, ours is there too if you want to do some clicking around. And that's basically all I have to say about that, except for please check out some more info in the show notes about the Scavengers live Twitch podcast showcase thing that we have coming up at the end of May. We're doing something really fun for it. We are doing something very fun for it. Hee hee ha ha. We'd also like to thank each and every one of you, because without you guys being weird with us, we have no one to be weird with. No, it's a bummer. Well, it's a bummer not being weird with other people, but it's very nice that you're all listening and hanging out with us. And if you like the show, rate it. Um, If you want to review it, you can as well, whatever. But subscribe if you haven't yet. Share it with some friends. You know, it would just be so nice. Until next time, I hope that you all get kind of like a really nice thunderstorm and it's very peaceful because that's what's happening right now i hope that everybody makes a little ghost box of their favorite person inside and then they live with them forever that's very nice yeah i'm gonna retract what i said i hope you all go to your local grocery store or convenience store or wherever somewhere that's still selling runts take them off the shelves and throw them away and get a Biscoff cookie. And get a Biscoff cookie. And if they're like, hey, you have to pay for those if you're going to throw those away, go, I don't. Not these ones. Read. There's a there's a news story about it. And then leave. Just say, check Twitter. And then leave. And they'll be like, what? Check Twitter. But yeah, throw all the candy away. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for being weird with us. And we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Lens, please.
Will you snap for me or clap for me? I can't snap very well. You snap fine. Okay, Okay, I think our levels are fine. Cool. Is our snapping okay? Uh, just give me one more. So you're drinking. Yeah, I'm thirsty. Okay. Uh, we're good, I think. Cool. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Podcube. 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 Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With Podcube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can listen to audio from any time or place, in space or time or place. Our very first Podcube was sent back in time to 1880 to Alabaster's haberdashery. And this is what the audio sounds like. That's a lot like the process of inventing a bird. You see, I took pieces of fabric and poked them in a potato to make something like a, a homunculus, but less disgusting. Uh, you Moving it up to your mouth. Don't. Ah! You have listen. Ooh, so you have to stop drinking out of the your mug if it's warm. It's not the mug. It's what's in it. How am I supposed to overlook that you are a butt with legs and you just said the only reason for that is because you're from London? Me am customer. Search Podcube, all one word, in your podcast app, or visit poweredbypodcube.com. Podcube. Podcube. The future is yesterday. Beware.